Welcome to this week's episode of the Rest Strong Dojo podcast, where each week we bring you reviews from Rest Strong Dojo on Fight TV. We also have interviews with wrestlers, trainers, and trainees from Rest Strong Dojo. As always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, tis the season. It's uh, we're getting closer to Christmas time, and it feels like Christmas come early every time we get to watch a new episode of Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Definitely, and um, this this episode was yet another gift uh, to us, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Just quickly before we get into it, your thoughts on the episode, Sean? Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, we're getting good progression on where we're where we're headed with things. Uh, Obviously, we've had people introduced. We've gotten more people introduced. Uh, the people that have been introduced, but following up on their their journey as as a pro wrestler and where they want to get to, I'm really liking where we're going with this stuff. Uh, me too. So we'll get straight into the episode. We start with a promo from um, well, just a continuation of Train Like Terrible. Yes, yes, uh, I believe, and we uh, I think we skipped over. The, uh, the name of this week's episode is Gibson Palooza. Oh, yes. My apologies. Um, look, maybe it might be an Australian thing, but um, can you just enlighten me? What's, what's a Palooza? Uh, no, well, no, it's not an Australian thing. It's more... Um, uh, it, it was more during the 70s and then over in the 90s. Uh, you'd see big musical acts. Um, a lot of the... Like, uh, say what we had in the big day out era, mm. very similar to that. Like, kind of like Woodstock. So mm. you'd see all those Paloozas kind of things would be all the meetings of the bands all come. A, a big, big joining, essentially, and a big celebration. Um, however, obviously, uh, I believe there'd only be one person celebrating Gibson Palooza. And uh, <laughs> I have a feeling it'd be a certain child of the problem kind. Look, as I, as I mentioned before, uh, we start the show with a train like Terrible. Yeah, hey, um, we saw the first uh, train like Terrible last week. And uh, this week he was talking about something very important. Uh, I believe everyone should be uh, getting on it. Stretching, stretching, very important in your day. Not just before you, uh, you wrestle, but in your day-to-day life. What I was actually a bit um, confused by is that I thought he was going to show us the stretching routines and how he does it, well, but he, um, he showed he showed us he showed us how he stretches. He showed us how to stretch. Uh, he's a professional athlete, you know. He doesn't want to be pulling a muscle. No, you're right there. And um, another thing that I'm quite confused about is that Al Massa wears a mask, but um, he's got a headband on, um, a sweatband. What's the uh, what's the thinking behind that? Do you think? Well, you know, I, I reckon he's the kind of guy who trains double hard, so. I think he's just getting all bases covered. I mean, he looks like the kind of guy who really puts in 150%, not just 110%, but 150% in the gym. And I'll tell you what, that um, that dummy that he was using to demonstrate, um, you know... Look limber. Look limber. <laughs> it did, and uh, he swung it across the ring, and um, poor thing will be lucky to be doing any more stretches itself. Yeah, uh, well, hey, if it was tight, it would have hurt itself, but because it was stretched... And Terrible showed it how, probably be, uh, probably back to his um, dummy family for dinner. Yes, well, you know, hopefully, um, what are we calling him? Just Rissa Strong Dojo dummy. Hopefully, uh, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, who, who knows? At least he's stretched. 
so we head into um, the next part, which is a promo from Fabian, uh, talking about his journey from Lyon, France to Penrith. Yeah, it's uh, not, two, not two cities that you normally put together. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, not too many places are as cultured as Penrith, but hey, who wants to be from Lyon, France? France, however you like to say it. Uh, best of luck to him, but it's good to see a bit more of Fabian. We, uh, we were introduced to him last season, and uh, this time we finally get to see him in ring. Yeah, and um, in the promo we see him with Mercy Divine. He's um, showing off a bit of skill, showing, showing us how he's going to evade that, um, that lariat of Nate Carlo. Well, I didn't see it. Did you see it? Apparently, it was too fast. I didn't see it either. It's, all I saw was him talking one minute, saying, missed it. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. And then... Did you, do you reckon we had a glitch on the Fight TV app? Or, no, nah, that couldn't be it. He, no, he no. just must be too quick for us. It must be. And then we then got a promo from Nate Carlo, which, um, you know, I was actually there present. I was uh, conducting that particular <laughs> interview. And... Um, Yep, look, looking good there, Elliot. Looking quite good. Thank you. And it seemed as though uh, Nate Carla was just having difficulty pronouncing uh, Fabian's name. Yeah, who knows? Was it mind games from uh, from Nate Carlo, or was it he was single-minded on what he wanted to do in his match? Or was it that he was just not caring? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, he, he definitely did have a few problems uh, just even pronouncing uh, Fabian. Fabian. <laughs> Dude, here, here I am struggling. Look, I mean, now that I think about it, I'm not too sure what it is either. So looks like we're all in the same boat there. Might have to try and get him on to uh, give us a better explanation on how to pronounce his name. Or, or, or maybe just Nate Carlo uh, for, for an hour trying to pronounce it consistently. Going to the first match, which is a special dojo match, uh, Fabian with Mercy Divine uh, taking on Nate Carlo. Match going eight minutes, 50 seconds which saw Nate Carlo pick up the victory uh, with his lariat. Would you know what the lariat is called by any chance there, Sean? Uh, lariat, um, maybe if he's in Japan, the lariato. But uh, I, it's a short-arm lariat. So um, we do know Akata calls it the Rainmaker. I'm, I'm unaware if uh, Nate Carlo does ch- uh, have a different name for it. Yeah, so as I said, he was able to hit that um, and pick up the one, two, three. Uh, what did you think of this match, Sean? I liked it. Uh, a couple of big boys. I mean, you heard during the uh, during the introductions. They're, they're some big lads. Uh, this was our first match we got to saw, see from the dojo. Uh, we do know that 2020 has been difficult for everybody, especially um, people in the fight game trying to fight in front of crowds. So when matches needed to happen, instead of just going straight off, WrestleStrong Dojo management decided to have a few matches in-house um, with minimal crowds, uh, quite minimal, as you saw. But thankfully, we got to see it because we got to see this match. And I thought Fabian uh, really did well. Uh, maybe a little too preoccupied about his looks. Maybe a bit too um, uh, sensitive about his face. But Nate Carlo definitely knows how to bring it. And, geez, he hits that lariat and he hits it hard. Yeah, one of the true powerhouses of Russell Strong Dojo is Nate Carlo. And yeah, as you mentioned, Fabian getting a little bit um, bit off his game there. Nate Carlo, bit of a unorthodox move, pulling out the old makeup wipe, uh, wiping off some of Fabian's makeup. 
So he so he he may have been uh, all talk earlier about not knowing how to pronounce his name, but he did his homework. He knew he knew that he was a bit bit vain, if you will, and uh, he had that wipe just to put him off his own game. So clever work from Nate Carlo. Well done. Yeah, and what looked as though a um, bit of an outside interference there, um, unfortunately worked against uh, Fabian, which saw Mercy Divine hop onto the apron, but unfortunately didn't go according to plan. No, no. Uh, sometimes having a second in your corner really helps. This time, not as much. I, I know she was there. She didn't do much with the uh, with the toweling off or wiping the sweat from the brow of, of her uh, a wrestler. She didn't manage him in what moves to do. She was there purely for eye candy and a distraction. And unfortunately, didn't go to plan. So we're going to a uh, promo from Rebecca Rumble talking about how she feels as though she was cheated out of the championship when she last fought uh, Alex Irvine. Yeah, well, it seems to be uh, there's a lot of complaining about uh, Alex Irvine from these people. But from all I've seen so far, he's, uh, he's brought it in the ring each and every time. So I, I don't know if these people really have a... Um, a they've certainly got an axe to grind, but I don't think they've got a point. Yeah, it's, you know, it's similar to... Um, if you look at the All Blacks and the Wallabies, um, a lot of Australian supporters continually complain about Richie McCaw when he was playing, but um, I guess that was because we were Rightly always so. winning. Rightly so. Okay, sorry. Didn't realise I was talking to one of those people. But um, look, you know... What do you mean by you people? <laughs> look, oh, let's, let's, um, let's move on, eh? We want to remain friends after this, so... Let lead politics, religion and Trans-Tasman rugby out of this. Yes, I will. Uh, we then go into, um, into a promo from Alex Irvine where, you know, gives the podcast a bit of a shout-out. Um, what I do want to do is before... Uh, going on Alex did mention us and I just want to make it clear uh, I'm speaking from myself in regards to Alex Irvine but I thoroughly enjoy watching Alex Irvine perform in the ring um, probably my one of my favorite wrestlers Wrestle Strong Dojo and he obviously maybe took a little bit of offense to how we were reviewing his last match with Rebecca Rumble but all, all we could do is review what we see in the ring and Look, there was definitely no no intention of being mean towards you, Alex. Every every champion, everybody uh, in the public spotlight has a certain amount of ego. And I'm sure Alex didn't like to hear uh, that we thought that he wasn't ready for uh, Rebecca Rumble. But, hey, he came out with the title. He came out with a win at the end. So, obviously, he was ready. So, no, no harm, no foul, Alex. And, uh, hey, thanks for the shout-out. And once again, as you said, we love, we love him. He's definitely one of my favourites, not just in Wrestle Strong Dojo, but in all of professional wrestling. I love his promo work. He gets me excited about what he's going to do next. And every time I watch him in the ring, he, he surprises me. He brings something new. Uh, Alex Irvine and this promo, once again, knocked it out of the park. No pun intended. He did mention that he's a fighting champion. And who knows? Maybe down the line we'll be talking in the same vein as... Uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Manny Pacquiao, uh, Georgia St. Pierre, Alex Irvine, fighting champions. Yes, uh, look, that'll be that'll be pretty good if we are talking about him in in that company for sure. Um, 
you talk about fighting champion. I guess if he wasn't a fighting champion, he wouldn't take this rematch because when you think about it, he did have the victory over Rebecca Rumble and he could have easily said, you know what? No, nah, I don't need a verse you again, but mentioned being a fighting champion and he more than he was more than happy to take her on for a rematch. Yep, and it was a great match. I mean, their first match was very good. This match uh, was the Ober- was at Oberon, the Oberon yes, show, yep. one of the main attractions there. Um, I was there for this event. Uh, like I said, I've made every single WrestleStrong Dojo event live and in person. Uh, if you're keen eye, will notice that around the ring, the wrestlers were scattered to watching these matches. There were a lot of tough, good matches of this over on show, but the fans were definitely into this. Uh, Rebecca's got a few more cheers than I would have uh, thought she would have in the area. Uh, she's very aggressive, very tough. Uh, she definitely came out with some moves that I didn't think she was going to pull off. A couple of jawbreakers there that really looked mm. like they were going to stun Alex Irvine, but his awkward style, his determination, he's a fighting champion. He managed to break out got out of that guillotine submission and landed his uh, his special... I'm not even sure what he calls that. Is it a... I, I, I'm not sure. Is it, is it like a cradle stunner? I, yeah. I'm, I'm unaware. All I know is I don't think I could kick out of it. No, and that's the second time that he's been able to get out of that same move from Rebecca Rumble and uh, second time he's been able to hit that finisher. And just like the previous match, he was able to pick up the one, two, three, the match going six minutes, 11 seconds, which saw Alex retain the junior heavyweight championship and you know as sean said a really great match you saw um, what you expect from alex uh, that's why we enjoy watching him that awkward style that he's got but also rebecca rumble you know you, she brings a bit of a uh, brutality to her matches where when you're watching you can't help but like hold your jaw or hold your body part whenever you see her strike alex the way that she did yeah she really uh she knew how to get around the rules as well, if you will. It's like, you knew exactly when not to push the referee and when to push him a little further. So she did everything she could to try and get the, uh, get the gold off Alex, but the fighting champion remains with the strap. Yes. Congratulations, Alex. Uh, you've obviously proved us wrong here at the podcast. So hats off to you, my friend. He was ready for her. And then we go into a promo from somebody who you would have heard in the first two matches, which is uh, Jack Ellering. Um, and it seems like he's, well, his words he was using, solution scouting. And it seems as though our mass might be a client that he might be after by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, we found we found out about Jack Ellering previously. He's... Uh, Solution scouting, as you said, looking for people to join his solution. He believes there's problems within WrestleStrong Dojo. And uh, he did. We saw on the big screen, he was looking at Elmas. He spoke to him. Now, I'm not sure. I, I've personally tried to call Elmas to Rebelay before. It's, it's a known fact that uh, we are on speaking terms. Uh, I do know that he does have a, um, if you don't get him on his main line, He's got a joke of a uh, unfortunate uh, voicemail. You think you're on the line with him, and then it just cuts off, and you realise you've been talking to a machine the whole time. No, it's it's not one of those annoying voice messages, is it? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Classic Elmas. He uh, swerves you in the ring, swerves you on the phone. Looks like, unfortunately, Jack Hellering copped it this time. Yeah, and look, uh, Jack Hellering, if you do listen to the podcast, um. 
you know, you're looking after, you're looking out for clients. Um, you know, it's about Russell Strong Dojo Management. Uh, thankfully, we didn't see him on the show this week, but there's one person who seems to only ever talk about Russell Strong Dojo Management, and that's Shane Saw. So maybe that's someone that you might want to uh, reach out to because I'm sure he he would be more than willing to uh, join your cause. Maybe, or maybe Jack Kellering thinks that Shane Saw is one of the problems. Who knows? Hey, I'm in agreement with him if that's the case. <laughs> Next up, we get a announcement of the Rumble, and we get to get a little bit of peek at three wrestlers that we could look forward to seeing in the Rumble. Yeah, we got uh, Aragon. Uh, interesting, interesting. He saw. Look, looks like he's uh, he was training hard and found out that there was a coin of chance for the Rumble, and looks like the kind of guy who wants to go for gold. Uh, amateur style by the looks of things. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what can Aragon bring to Wrestle Strong Dojo. Yeah, I'm interested because um, he does seem to have that uh, wrestling background. And one of my favorite wrestlers uh, is Kurt Angle, who obviously has that wrestling background as well. So, hey, gives me something to look forward to, definitely. Who, who doesn't love Kurt Angle? In fact, if you don't love Kurt Angle, don't talk to me. Anyway, the next person we saw, uh, Leto, I believe we saw, was the next on that. Yes, we did, and I've got to um, say, I, I, I was I was looking be, be, between my fingers because just like a, a seven-year-old in a scary movie, freaked the hell out of me. I tell you what, I I was thankful that I watched it during the day, nice and sunny day. Um, because I would not have wanted to watch that particular promo at night time because it gave me gave me the jitters just by watching it during the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm having to sleep with a nightlight for the next two weeks. And then the last one we get a bit of a sneak peek into is Metal Corey. Yeah, the, uh, I believe he's, named, he's dubbed himself, or he has been dubbed, the uh, heavyweight of heavy metal. Uh, the guy seems to rock out, and let's see um, how much his ring skills rock, eh? Yeah, definitely look forward to seeing uh, what he brings to the table. And I think they mentioned that you can look forward to seeing the Rumble in episode 16 of Bristol Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Love a good Rumble match. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing these participants, you know, bring what they can to Wrestle Strong Dojo, what they can do in the ring. I mean, that coin of chance, obviously, any title shot in Wrestle Strong Dojo, whether that be the heavyweight the junior heavyweight, the tag belts. I mean, you win that rumble, your world is your oyster. And next coming to the ring, um, I might steal a little bit of thunder from Mystic Jesse here, but we get the uh, Nickelback of wrestling come to the ring, uh, Jake Gibson, and he's uh, got his justice for Jake going at the moment. Uh, I, I believe this was his attempt at his uh, Gibson Palooza, the festival that is Jake, and he was in the complaining mood himself. Uh, but yes, the line that you did take from Mystic Jess, who interrupted and did challenge Jake Gibson, uh, I almost fell off my chair. The nickelback of wrestling, Mystic Jess. Well done. Well, well done. done. Yeah. And uh, so we did see Jake was coming out and he, uh, he was showing the unfortunate finish. Unfortunate for him. Of the three-way match uh, at Oberon, where unfortunately uh, he did 
get uh, a, a kick in the downstairs region. Um, he may, if he cups more of those, he may have problems with our future problem children. No, definitely. So yeah, he's in the ring. He's going over, like it must've been hard for him to watch that on replay for sure, because uh, just watching it first time is hard enough, but for him to watch it on replay, is just like, whew. He had to relive that pain again and again and again and again, just for our amusement. Uh, and yeah, I, I was happy. And look, thankfully, uh, Mystic Jesse came out to the ring and saved us from uh, any further punishment our eyes would have seen of Jake complaining. And, you know, as we mentioned, use the famous line, Nickelback of Wrestling. Uh, but at the same time, Jake probably uh, probably had a few controversial comments uh, himself that he made. Yeah, so um, I, I don't see Jake winning any Feminist of the Year awards. Uh, however, you know, what, what is it? Was he just trying to get under Jess's skin? Was he trying to shore her out of the ring? Or are they his actual personal beliefs? Who knows? Well, we know it led to a fight and it led to a tough one. This was the debut of Mystic Jesse. Um, she was taking on Jake Gibson, the problem child, match going seven minutes, 49 seconds, where Jake was able to hit, well, look, I'm, I'm used to seeing him hit that overdose DDT, but mm. he finished her off with what looked like a uh, variation of a Michinoku driver. I'll, I'll have to call up Amy Action here. This was definitely not a Michinoku driver. That was a uh, definitely a Death Valley driver. Um, I'm a big Taka Michinoku fan myself. Oh, I do. I do remember that move quite well. More of a uh, Perry Satin, Tommy Dreamer, Death Valley driver. But he did get the win. It was a good showing by Jess. Uh, crowd was definitely in Mystic Jess's favour. Who knows? She could have had a couple of people from the Mystic Nation in the crowd there. But uh, no, the, the, the Penrith local fans are not uh, the supporters of Jake Gibson. No, they definitely are not. And it was a very good outing from Mystic Jessie for her debut. Um, you know, last season, we saw a little bit of a, uh, you know, bit of a preview of her, a few very um, interesting uh, promos there. And I actually feel as though she was able to come out and deliver on all of the promos that we did see. Often you see wrestlers and you used to, you would have watched a bit of WCW back in the days there, Sean, but if you remember a, uh, if you remember Glacier, um, the way that he was sort of, um, you know, pumped up to us, um, you know, we thought here comes this guy who's going to go through and like just win all the titles, uh, came out and I guess, unfortunately, he just couldn't quite live up to his, um, his build up. No, and you are right. I mean, he did have a monster build up to it and his matches were good. I liked Glacier. Um, but then again, at that stage, it was uh, very much, he, he was meant to be sub-zero for Mortal Kombat come to life. And unfortunately, when you build someone up like that, you can't really pay it off in the ring. However, Mystic Jess, we did see, we got little tastes of her bit by bit. We've got to see her involved in a match, not so much having a match in the last couple of episodes. And now we get to see her in ring and she's not just all bark, she's a bit of bite too. Yeah, so I definitely look forward to seeing a lot more from, from her later on down the track. Um, you know, we also had on commentary um, Odyssey, which sounded, which sounded like she was probably one of Jake's only fans, I would say. 
Yeah. Um, hey, I actually, uh, I really dug the commentary with that Odyssey. I, I thought she did a fantastic job. I didn't agree with all of her opinions, but I thought she, uh, she did a tremendous job. I'm not sure if she's just a, uh, a commentator. I'm not sure if she's a manager. I'm not sure if she's an in-ring competitor. But I was happy to hear from her, and I thought she brought a lot to the table. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, look forward to hearing more from her and potentially, you know, seeing if we see her in any other capacity in Strong Dojo. One thing to note, too, in that match, um, Jake Gibson won clean. Yeah, see, uh, yeah. Amy Action still calling him uh, foot on the ropes, Jake Gibson. And, hey, he's definitely earned that title. But this time, even uh, even with all the, the pre-match banter back and forth, he managed to keep it clean and get the win, which was, uh, you know, good good for him. Good for him and good for wrestling. And uh, I'd say he's probably, probably because he knows the referee James, he's not taking any of that kind of mess. No, I think referee James is as well on to Jake Gibson and his uh, shenanigans during a match. But yeah, Jake Gibson winning clean. And um, yeah, once again, you know, a great show once again from Russell Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Yep, I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, from what I have got a little bit of feedback, there are still some audio problems that some people are having. Um, I actually changed devices recently. Uh, from uh, one Samsung to a separate Samsung phone, an upgrade essentially. But I noticed that if I was to listen in with my earphones in comparison to just over the speaker with my last Android, that uh, that helped the audio issue. However, with the current one, I don't have that issue. But I'm not sure what other people, um, they have the same audio problems. I'm just not sure what devices they were using. Yeah, um, I can echo your... Uh, thoughts there a couple of times um, just with a couple of the promos just found it like I really did have to turn the volume up um, to max whether it was listening with the headphones or even this, just the speaker as well but look just little little nitpicks I guess you could say at the end of the day because we still get to see the incredible action in the ring oh yeah and the promos are, are still out of this world the visuals are great um, once at this that's being nitpicky you know um, depending on and there's also always a uh, there's always a way around these kind of things as well like i said I, I found a way around it so i could listen to it properly so i'm sure moving forward we're going to be able to and wrestle strong dojo is going to be able to iron out any of those hassles yeah definitely and look before we uh finish up i just want to mention something as well um coming up to the end of the year wrestle strong dojo have a new beginner class that's starting uh in january it starts january the 5th it's a four-week beginner uh, beginner class. All the details for that is on Wrestle Strong Dojo's uh, Facebook page. And if you look them up on the website, wrestlestrongdojo.com.au, uh, um, you can find more information there. I'm sure if anyone out there has, you know, any inkling of potentially becoming a wrestler or even just checking out what it's about, I strongly recommend that you check this uh, beginner beginner classes out. Yeah, if if you've ever you know dreamed of stepping between the ropes and uh, feeling what it's like, this is your chance. I mean, it, it's a great opportunity to be able to either a live your dream. I know a lot of people who've done it, and also to, if you're just curious, can can you hang? Can you do it? How how can you be able to use those skills that you've got and translate them into the ring? Perfect way to do it. 
and the trainers there out of this world. Yeah, definitely. Once again, echo your thoughts there, Sean. And just before we finish up, um, I just mentioned this is a bit of a surprise. Sean hasn't even heard, heard this himself, but what um, what normally happens on a lot of wrestling shows you hear um, coming up to the end of the year, they often have the end of year awards. So uh, I don't know about you, Sean. Um, what do you think about Wrestle Strong Dojo Podcast end of year awards? You, you've you've thrown something straight at me, and all I can say is I love it. Let's go with it. I, I can't wait. Um, Obviously, you're voting for your favourite as Shainsaw. We all know that. No, 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 no. Not happening. Not happening. Wonderful. Uh, are we the – is it a black tie event or how are we doing this? For now, due to COVID, we might just try and have to keep it uh, keep it just to the old Facebook polls and whatnot. But, um, yeah, uh, look out on the Facebook page, Rissa Strong Dojo Podcast. Uh, we'll definitely soon have uh, somewhere for you to vote. And I guess Sean and I will talk it over a few categories and uh, yeah. yeah, look forward to getting into that one. Um, I, I can't wait. That means, so you're telling me that I get to rewatch all the WrestleStrong Dojo episodes so I can rate uh, and decide who wins all the categories. I mean, yep. Sounds good. So definitely look forward to getting into that. But um, yeah, once again, anything else you want to add, Sean, just before we uh, finish up? No, no. Other than, guys, if you are listening, don't forget, follow your favorite uh, wrestlers from WrestleStone Dojo on their, on their social medias, their Facebook, their Twitter. Every supporter they get just gets them one step further. Give them everything you've got, whether it's getting the merch, buying them some of their cool merch at the shows, or giving them a shout-out on Twitter, give them a shout-out on Facebook, follow on Instagram, whatever it is. The, the wrestlers that are putting in their time, hard and effort, hard work, hard effort, and a uh, little bit of response never hurts. Well, I've got nothing else to add on to that other than Sean. I'll see you next week. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week, Elliot. Keep listening, guys. <laughs>